0: good morning good afternoon good evening whatever time of day it is wherever you are thank you so much for joining us here on the hope rising ministries podcast where we love to talk about jesus apologetics and life and uh we got a great topic of discussion passage to walk through today so we're excited about that my name is alex and with me is trey good morning trey what's up what's up people
1: hey alex what's up man
0: uh not a whole lot just uh you know same old same old for the most part um thankful to be here today how's uh how's your week and everything going so far
1: uh no stuff hot you know um uh-huh.
0: like hot very hot the last couple of days
1: hot, hot.
0: It's so been, you know hot
1: um, hot in the in the south is like um like people in phoenix would be like you don't know what hot is It's 115 degrees. I'm like, yeah, I don't want, I don't even want to know what that is. Yeah, probably. (laughs) But in the South, it's when it's 95, Mm -hmm. it feels like 105 because it's like walking in a wet blanket, a stuffy, Mm -hmm. wet blanket because it's the humidity is is all full. Well, but you know, whatever. So I, I, the, the, the air conditioner went out in the bedroom.
0: No, oh, And that
1: means that means mama is not happy. Like, <laughs> like, like she's, <laughs> she's like spread eagled, like, um, sleeping, you know, that. So mm-hmm. I have to sleep on the couch because, because I don't have any room. So I said, okay, okay. I get a quote. Turns out the, the unit is like really old. And they're gonna have to replace a lot of stuff, yeah. Which is gonna be four grand. I'm like, I ain't spending four grand on a on a unit to cool down the bedroom. Mm -hmm. I ain't doing it. So I go get a windy unit, and uh, it was 160 bucks, 170 bucks. Okay. Okay, I get home, I install it. It doesn't work. I'm like, really? I didn't plug it in first, Alex? So I had to go back and get another one, and the other one works, and everybody's happy. I mean, really happy because it cools down the whole room. Everybody's happy. Oh, boy.
0: That's usually how it goes, though, you know. uh, Yeah, I know. (laughs) You go go get the first one, you're like, yeah, you know, what's what's the chances this isn't going to work? Let me just go ahead and install it. It'll be fine. What are y'all? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't work. Plug it in, and then it's like, no, nothing. Nothing. No. So you got the one bud on the shelf. So so
1: you're an employee at Lowe's, right? You're at mm-hmm. Lowe's. And this guy, this ball headed guy, comes in. And he goes, <laughs> All right, so this doesn't work. I want another one. Mm-hmm. And then you go, Okay, fine, sir. And then you give him another one, and he goes, I want to plug it in <laughs> and and you go, what? See, I want to plug it in. I want to plug it in right now. You got an outlet.
0: <laughs> oh my God.
1: So it, it worked at Lowe's. They, they did that. They said, okay, we'll plug it in and it worked. Yeah. And I went home happy and, and stuff. And now I can said, imagine,
0: I can imagine that, uh, that exchange yeah. having, uh, having worked at home Depot, um, in, in my past, I can imagine what that would have been like. Um
1: yeah. But I'm glad they were that, very yeah. accommodating. So I, I appreciate it. I wasn't I wasn't a no had about it. I just right. I, yeah. I just yeah. really want to plug this up because <laughs> yeah. I don't want to come back. I don't want to come back. Yeah. I can
0: I can understand the um the stress caused from you know lack of AC for sure. Yeah. Um which coincidentally also happened to me this week Thankfully, not at our house, but at a uh, Airbnb where we had to to stay um, this week due to a last minute trip to to go speak at a youth camp. But um, yeah, a storm came through in the not the power out um, in the middle of the night, and then that next day, no AC, no you know, no power, nothing. So, yeah. needless to say, it was. Uh, it got up to about 86, 87 that day, you know, outside. And by probably two, three o'clock, it was about 82, 83 in the house. Wow. Um, so it was, it was rough, in you know, for that little stretch of time. But um, I would not have wanted to have, have to sleep in it. So I can understand that as well. Not, wow. uh, you know, not wanting that at, in the bedroom and having to go get a, get something to to fix that and uh, solve that problem but yeah overall man the um you know within about 24 hours we were you know leaving the house and and on the way to a, a camp in Virginia wow um, to speak and we got to see man we got to see God do some incredible things um through those couple of days and saw. About 40 students respond to uh, following Jesus and then hundreds on the last night stand to, you know, like say, hey, I want to I want to go back home and I want to share my story. I want to tell people what Jesus has done for me. And so, wow. and it was it was super, super awesome to be able to, to kind of see that um, and worth, you know, a day without power and AC. I, I'll, I'll admit it was worth, you know. Having to go through that to be able to see what God was doing there. Wow! So <clears throat> excited for for what God's got in store this morning as well. Um, if you're if you're following along with us, if you've been hanging out with us for at least a, a few weeks here, then you know that the um, before last week, last week we had a special guest on, um, but before that we were walking through chapter five. Well, we're going to continue walking through um, Mark this week as well, and we're going to be in Mark chapter 6. Um, so if you want to follow along with us, you can open up your Bible or, you know, go go to the Bible app on your phone, tablet, or, you know, to a, uh, a Bible website, and you can follow with us. We're going to be in Mark chapter 6, verse 30, and we're going to be walking through um, Jesus feeding the the 5,000 people that's recorded here. And, uh, so you can go ahead and jump to that with us. Yep. And as we get ready to walk through this, we're, you know, obviously going to unpack it and look at everything and, you know, in the context that is provided. And so to give the, the best picture, the most accurate. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to, uh, to get into this and to dive in. Cause there's a lot of, of good truth here and, Uh, I think there's a lot for each and every one of us to learn out of this, out of this passage. Um, Trey, you want to, you want to start us off? You want to read through some of this or you just want to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We can read through some of it. Um, You know, the, the the context of this, if you go back a couple episodes, we, we were, we were uh, looking at um. Um, the the demoniac, and then Jairus' daughter, and the woman with the bleeding disorder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, the next chapter, we're kind of like skipping a little bit, but it talks about um, um when he he's rejected at his hometown, and then he sends out. The 12 apostles right and then then Mark talks about the death of John the Baptist and which is an extraordinary story Uh, as a matter of fact Herod thought that Jesus all the stuff he was doing Herod Mm -hmm. thought that that John the Baptist had been raised from the dead
0: really what is that
1: Right. So, you know, John the Baptist was a, an extraordinary individual. As a matter of fact, Jesus said about him that he was a very extraordinary individual. Like he was, he was the dude. And. You know. I know that Jesus was the only person who ever lived who did not sin, mm-hmm. But. You know, I don't know. Maybe in my own opinion, my own own opinion, uh, you could probably count on on two hands the times that John the Baptist sinned. Uh, You know, he was beheaded. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I don't know what that's like. (laughs) I don't want to know what that's like. Uh, But out of Herod's, uh, how would you say it, Um, his pride? Um, he had John the Baptist beheaded. Yeah, because he did It says in verse twenty six, he didn't want to break his word to her. Like he didn't want to. He, he didn't. He already said, "I'll give you anything you want." So he he couldn't break that word. Right. So he had the yep. executioner behead mm. him, and his his head was brought. To the dinner party on a platter. Mm. How about that?
0: Yeah, that's rough. Um, you know, and, and that leading us up to where we start in verse 30. I mean, that's that's a lot that's happening. So you have the disciples who are going out, they're doing work, they're doing ministry that Jesus has, you know, called them to do. So they're busy um you know you can imagine they're they're probably they're excited but yet they're running on adrenaline so they're you know probably pretty tired um in this moment as they get back to Jesus and and kind of report back what's been happening and then right. on top of it to have the news about John um yep. that's extremely weighing on everyone including Jesus um because of you know who John was in the relationship that Jesus and John uh, had. So there's just a lot that's happening when we, when we pick up here in verse 30. Um, And so I'm glad, you know, I'm glad we kind of covered that because I I think that has a lot to do with what we're going to see here. And is very important to understanding kind of the, the mentality that everybody's in at that moment.
1: Yep. So you want to read, uh, let's just read 30 through 44. Okay. Yeah,
0: that'd be fun. Um, So starting in verse 30, it says, The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. Then, because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, talking about Jesus, to his disciples, Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. But many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. By this time it was late in the day, so his disciples came to him. This is a remote place, they said, and it's already very late. Send the people away so that they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered, Then he gave them to his disciples to distribute to the people. He also divided the two fish among them all. Get this. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces of bread and fish. The number of the men who had eaten was 5,000. Wow. Wow! That's crazy.
1: So so basically there was probably about 10,000 people there.
0: Yep. Counting women and children.
1: Yep. Uh, or more, I'm, I'm just saying that only the men were counted. Um, yes, and and I think the the, the verse they all ate and were satisfied. Yeah, that's the verse, right? So, how's that possible, right? Mm-hmm. What, what <laughs> you know? Uh,
0: well, you know there's, what, you, there's you only one they,
1: guy that can do yeah. this.
0: Yeah, there's and only you one know person they didn't
1: that can do just this. all
0: eat off of the five loaves and two fish yep like it wasn't that you know the disciples found that and that's what everybody had a bite of but rather something miraculous had to happen and that you know like special factor was jesus yeah um, so you know kind of kind of looping back here on on verse 30 you know we talked about the disciples had gone out so they they had been doing ministry they've been teaching and and doing things that Jesus uh had sent them out to do and so they come back and they're like reporting all of this to him and they're they're kind of filling him in and uh then it gets to a point where you know it says that people had been coming and going that they didn't even have a chance to eat so I want you to keep that in mind too like as we're talking about this so, they they're probably tired and exhausted. They've you know been doing these things all day. They haven't had a chance to eat, so they're getting hungry. If they're not already, you know, like just very hungry. And Jesus says, "Hey, you know what? Let's kind of take a break. Let's let's go over here to a a place where it can just be us and we can get some rest." Yep. So it, in your just you know personally speaking, just kind of imagining like that would probably be a relief, right? Like, yep. You'd be like, oh yes, thank you. Okay, this is good. This is good. Let's let's just go kind of like sit back for a minute. Let's let's relax. Let's you know get a bite to eat. And so you're expecting that when you get to where you know where they're going. Um and then they get there. And everybody else that they thought they had <laughs> left on the other side of the, the sea is right there waiting for them yep can you yep. imagine the thoughts that the disciples had? So look um,
1: the rest that Jesus is talking about um, isn't just like physical rest mm-hmm. um, it's psychological rest, it's emotional no. rest um, there's only one place for rest okay and it's in Christ yeah that's the only that's the only rest that you have. Um, the world offers what it calls rest, but it's it's. Look, do you know how many people need rest right now? I mean, this is this is a crazy time we live in, Amen, and we man. can spend we can spend a lot of time talking about what's going on, and critiquing it and picking it apart. But you know what? There's life in the words of Jesus,
0: mm,
1: and that's what we're talking about. Okay, there's there's no other life. There's no other rest. If you if you won't rest from what's going on today, open your Bible. Right, uh, yep. chill out in your hammock and read Mark six. Yeah, yeah. Or 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 in your your lawn chair, you know. <clears throat> so when he invites you to rest, um, it won't be as much like to sleep as it is to open your eyes. Yeah. All right. So the harvest is always plentiful. Like true rest is where you find your next step in changing somebody's life. That's mm. what true rest is.
0: Mm.
1: Serving. There's rest in serving and there's serving in rest.
0: Well, it seems counterproductive, right? Like to say, Hey, I'm going to find some rest while I'm serving or I'm going to serve in order to get rest. Like, you know, to the world that, that doesn't make sense. That's not logical. Um, But a lot of things, you know, in Christ doesn't follow what the world, you know, views and what it, what it expects and so yeah i mean i i think you're you're spot on like there's something else that you get through what jesus calls you to when it you know in the the case of like serving and actually giving of yourself yep. um
1: there's something for, about other people um, <clears throat> you know if you recall the woman at the well, mm-hmm. right? And the disciples come up because they, they've already gone off to McDonald's and got something to eat. Yeah. They, they bring him back food. Yeah. And you know what Jesus tells them? I have food that you don't know about. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Uh, okay. Like, is he stashing something? Yeah. Right, yeah is he, Somebody, swirling, is he he's squirreling, squirreling, squirreling something away <laughs> what's, whats he doing well you yeah. know what it what, you know what it is it's obedience to to his father mm, yeah. right that's yeah. the food that you don't know about that sustains him more than a big Mac mm, yeah I'm not saying he does not need to eat I'm just saying that he has more fulfillment in serving and doing what the father wants than food, Yep. love it, Yep. So, so now we're in this thing here where you got ten thousand people in an area that's plush with grass, right? And everybody's hungry, and so are the disciples, by the way. And they're like, need "Time to talk to Jesus about this. Yeah. How about y'all? How about come out send these people back home because they're hungry." I mean this is a very logical statement. It makes sense. Look, yeah. we don't we, we we're we're done, we're spent. We came out here to be by ourselves to begin with cuz you said that's what we're going to do and next thing you know there's all these people everywhere. Yeah. It's like it's like a small <clears throat> arena of people, you know?
0: I mean really,
1: it is. A lot of people. And then yeah. next thing you know um, they're like, you know what makes sense, Jesus? What makes sense is to send these people home so number one, they can get something to eat. And number two, we can be by ourselves. Like we planned. Remember, Jesus, we planned this. You planned this. <laughs> yeah. like you, you, it's not like I'm making this up. You planned this. Right, right. So so we, we can get something to eat. They can get something to eat. And he goes, tell you what, you feed them. Yeah. What? Me feed them? <laughs> no, I don't think so.
0: Yeah. And, and I think what we see here, too, is the moment that they arrive Yep. and these people are here, we see a, an immediate, like, um, contrast of thought. So for the disciples, we talked about, you know, they're tired, they're hungry, they're looking forward to this opportunity to rest. They see all these people. You have to, you have to admit there is a sense of frustration in them. Like they, they don't want to. See they arrive to the other side, but then it says in verse thirty-four, when Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like, <coughs> so he began teaching them many things. You right.
1: see. So, so he saw the people, right? Right. There's, there's two ways of looking at people, right? Um, the, you either, you can see the people when it's all about you and you can see the people when it's all about him. Mm. Okay. When mm-hmm. you see the people, when you see people, when it's all about you, not nobody changes. Yeah. But when you see the people. When it's all about him, things start to change. Yep, that's just the way it is. I mean, it can't it can't change on the first. It's got to change on the second. It's got to change. It, it will change when it's about him and not about you. So, yep. and, you know, and 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 I'm I'm telling you, I'd be just like the disciples. I'm just like them. You're right. When 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 I'm landing, I'm like, really, y'all, right? <laughs> and Jesus is like, oh, really, y'all. They don't have they don't have a pastor. Yep. they don't have they don't have a teacher.
0: And it it, to me, like for me, when I sit there and I think about that and I try to then like pause and think what Jesus may have thought, like when he saw these people just to think the, you know, because it's not just like. He was concerned about them, but compassion is another level of concern. Like he was deeply concerned about them. He cared about these people. And especially when it talks about them uh, being sheep without a shepherd, like sheep without a shepherd means they are completely lost. They're helpless. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know where to go. They don't know, you know, anything like no one is there to guide them, to lead them, to care for them, to protect them. And Jesus sees these people and he's immediately, immediately has compassion on them. That right there is what really like, man, that hits me in the, in the heart. And it's like, that's how he feels about each and every one of us, like sheep without a shepherd. And guess what? Like he is the good shepherd. Psalm 23 talks about the good shepherd and that is about Jesus and that's what he does for us. That's what he is for us. Um, you know, and and we get to see that sort of played out here, which we'll see more in a little bit, but, um, yeah, you just automatically like right off the bat you see this, this contrast of kind of the mentality and the thoughts that Jesus has and the disciples have. And then, which leads us into where you know, like you said in verse thirty-five, by this time it was late in the day. So his disciples came to him. This is a remote place, and it's already very late. Send the people away so they can go eat. Right? They're just like, hey, let's let's send these people away. They'll go get something to eat. We can eat. Everybody will be happy. Like,
1: this is a natural thing. It's not like yeah. they're they're. Yeah. It's not like they're you know, coming up with some kind of crazy idea. Yeah. I mean, this this, would be time for it's time for supper and Mm -hmm. there there are no barbecue tents here. You know, there are no no vendors who have food here. You know, this is a remote place.
0: Yeah. and, And it would maybe take them a bit to actually walk to where food would be. I mean, they would have to travel because they are so far out like they would have to go a little ways. To get something to eat so they're like let's just go ahead and let them go so that they can get to the point of
1: the the show's over people it's time to go home right yeah the show's over yeah but you know what they ain't going anywhere (laughs) right yeah they're not going anywhere yeah and god almighty knows they're not going anywhere yeah right so so send these people home now let me tell you something we we talk a lot about on this podcast about the mindset about the worldview what what kind of wor- worldview do you have like what how do you think right um, so a worldly mindset feeds the flesh to the point of missing the point does that make any sense? yeah, yeah so yeah. let me say it again a worldly mindset feeds the flesh to the point of missing the point the kingdom mindset never sends people away. Mm. Ever, it, it, it does, it, the kingdom mindset never sends sends people away. People are the point of the kingdom mindset, right? So you have them amongst you. So why would you send them away? Which I would do. I'm just saying. I'm I'm not any better than they are. I would right. send them away. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I'm uh, amen. <laughs> you know. I'm in. I'm in. I want to go to sleep. I want to, I want to, <laughs> I want wanna, uh, uh, to, what, what is that, what is that uh, fish sandwich at McDonald's? A filet of fish or something? Something like that. Yeah. I want one of those. And I want to go to bed. Yeah. I'm tired. I'm done. And Jesus is I mean, like, that's normal. That's nah, like, the norm. actual reaction, you know?
0: Yep. I mean, there, there's nothing, you know, just like complete. It's not like the disciples are just wicked in the moment. You know, they're not, they're not evil. They're just legitimately, they, they're tired. They're hungry. They want people to be able to go eat and sleep themselves, but they also want to be able to do this so that they can wake up and, you know, minister to more people and, and do, you know, more things on um, the next day. But uh, can you imagine, can you imagine, right? Like, you're expecting this, this moment of rest or this time of rest and and kind of eating and, and recovering. This crowd of people's there. Jesus starts to teach them. Now you're like, okay, Jesus, can we send them away? And for Jesus to respond by saying in verse 37, you give them something to eat. <laughs>
1: like, um okay. Like uh uh say say what we give them something to eat yes. <laughs> so so what's the what's the very first what's the very first reaction like so so basically the way they react is the mindset that we're talking about that sends people away right? yeah. yeah and and you know the whole time he's with these disciples he's trying to teach them how to think right this is your base foundation of thinking has to be this and then but he also tells them I know you're not going to get it until I leave you because the other comforter the counselor will come and he's going to he's going to show you what I'm talking about yeah and you're finally going to get it and they're like what us (laughs) give them something to eat I mean really and that's, that's what the whole thing's about so, it's it's not like he suggested this, right? It's not like, you know what? Uh, how about how about y'all give him something? To he yeah. didn't say. He yeah. said, "You give him something." To it was yep. a command, which is really, really. I'd be like, uh, I'm taking a time out. <laughs> yeah. I'm out of this one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to do now. So, so they immediately respond with money. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's, that's normal. It would be be for me. They're like, uh, it it would take, you know, almost a year's wages to feed these people. Do we have that in our money bag? Like, are you asking me this and you know, we don't have that much money. Yep. And, and they don't offer,
0: you know, like, are we supposed to go get them, you know, like the combos? Rather, they just, are we supposed to go spend this much on bread? Like as simple as they can get, like, are we just supposed to go get bread? Like that's a lot of, lot of money, um, you know. So they're looking at it even from the most minimal um, route possible to do this. Which would just be like, hey, let's just go get some bread and, and give it to them. That'll be enough, right? Yep, like that. Yep. That's good enough. Yep.
1: So, do you remember, Alex, the lady, the, the Greek Syrian lady who came and begged and begged and begged and begged on her knees? And Jesus had his back to her at the table and they were eating. Yeah. Like uh, it even said then that they were so tired. And that they finally, finally got away from everybody and they were actually sitting down to eat. Yeah. And here's this lady and she's begging and begging and begging and begging. And Jesus said, look, um, um, basically what he told her is I, I'm, I'm I'm not here for you right now. I'm here for the Jews, first the Jews, then the Gentiles.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And, that I'm here for the children, not for the dogs. Yeah. That's a crazy statement. Yeah. And then she goes, even the dogs get the crumbs that fall off the table. And he says, you get it. Your daughter's healed right now. Mm. What? Yeah. What do you mean? She got it. What does that mean? Well, she understood that he's the bread of life. Yeah. She got it.
0: Man, come on. He's
1: the satisfaction. yeah, right? So all right, so here's 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 the, the difference between what she saw in world logic. okay Worldly logic is equalism and practicality and this and that. like this much bread is this much money. yeah, right But godly logic is exponential and impossible. Right, this much bread is enough bread, <laughs> right? Not not this much. This much money equals this much bread. But Godly logic is this much bread is enough bread.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah.
1: Even even a small crumb from the table is enough bread. Mm-hmm. So yep. you know he he goes, "What do you have? Well, what do you have?" So he he immediately says, no, 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 I'm not, uh, don't, I'm not, don't get out your debit card yet. Hold on a second. Just hold on a second. Yeah. What do you have? And they're like, w- w- w-, uh, they're looking at each other like, what do, he, what do you mean? What's he, what's he saying? What do, what do we have? And he said, well, we, we got this kid over here who's offering up his lunch. Mm-hmm. So they go, we got, you know, we got five loaves of fish, uh, five loaves of bread and two fish. It's what we have. Here's like, I have people sit down. <laughs> what?
0: Yeah. <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? Well, see, and, and I love that question. I love that he asked them, you know, what do you have? Because I think there's more to it, and obviously we, we can kind of see hindsight, so we see it in a different light than maybe the disciples did in that moment because when right. he asked, what do they have? they immediately start looking around. All right, let's see. Uh, so we, we've got five loaves here. We, we've got two fish. All right. This is what we have, but really, really in reality, what they had was Jesus because we're going to see that it was Jesus. That was the source, not the five loaves and the two fish. Right. right. Like That was just something that they had that Jesus was able to then, just like you said, exponentially multiply right to the impossible for them, but was possible for God. Yep. And so in that moment they had Jesus and they didn't have to worry about it. And, and that's what Jesus was wanting them to see. That's what Jesus wants us to see is that it's not what we have in our possession or in our own ability, but man, when God calls us to do something that is seemingly impossible, we have Jesus yep. and that's all. That's all that, that it takes. That's all that it matters. Yep. And it's easy for us to say that, you know, like me and you sitting here talking about this, this passage and, and what was happening. But it it is hard for us to say that in the moment when the impossible is right in front of us. Yep. And it's like, OK, uh, yeah, I I don't have what it's going to take to do this. But if you have Jesus, you have enough, and yep, that's
1: what—that's what, what we have
0: to see. So
1: that—that's a great point, and that's what this story is about. Uh, this story is not about you. This story is not about me. Mm-hmm. Um, this story is is not designed for you to say, "Okay, so i am i am you the—you're the, the kid, you're the child that gives up his lunch." Um, so what do you have to give to, to, to the cause? That's mm-hmm. not what this story is about. This story is about the bread of life. That's exactly what this story is about. That's all it's about. Yeah. Okay. Um, the, there's only there's when he broke the bread and gave thanks. Um, that's a foreshadowing of his body being mm. broken mm-hmm. and when, when that sacrifice happened salvation happened and the the burial and resurrection defeated death and the bread that came out of heaven was broken
0: mm.
1: like yeah. in, on the last supper you know uh, this is my body um, that I'm this broken for you so this is this is the guy when when he tells you to do something or when you read in the word here's how you're supposed to act and live um, that impossibility melts away in, in the presence of obedient faith it just does Impossibility melts away with faith, and obedience, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and the obedience that you have when he says you feed them, the obedience just to go forward um, melts impossibility away. It's just crazy how that happens. Yeah. You know, well, and, and it's just little small, little small stuff, you
0: yeah. know. And you know, talking about Jesus, you know, being the bread and the foreshadowing there um, to his his body being broken for us, and you know, also there's a there's another sort of fulfillment that happens here. And you know, if you go back to the Old Testament, you have Israel being led by Moses out of Egypt, out of slavery, through the wilderness, through the desert, and in that time. Moses is leading the people and they are hungry. They need food and God provides something for them, which is manna, right? You see, so they have a leader in Moses, but Moses cannot provide what they need, but rather he can intercede to God, right? He can communicate with God and ask God, hey, will you help, you know, to provide what these people need? God provides manna to the people. This impossible feat. To humans, to us, we can't do this on our own, but God provided. And then here in this moment, you have these people who are being led by now Jesus, who doesn't have to ask, right? Like he doesn't have to seek help or provisions, but rather he is the one who provides for these people and provides bread and sustenance that they could not get anywhere else. Yep everyone else it was impossible to feed nearly 10,000 people with five loaves and two fish but for Jesus oh it is well within his possibilities yep and we see that happen here and so Jesus Jesus is that source we don't have to look elsewhere right we don't have to wonder where it's going to come from where are we going to get our next meal where are we going to get the next boost to help us, you know, continue on this very tiring road that we're on, this very stressful, you know, world that we live in. Like, how do we keep going? Well, it's, it's from Jesus. Jesus has to be our source. That's who yep. that sustains us. Thing to, and we see that played out perfectly right here. Yep. So then that gets us into, so... Jesus then calls um, his disciples. So verse 39, Jesus directed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the green grass. Again, we, we see sort of Psalm 23 played out here. The shepherd, right, who leads us, you know, by still waters, who gives us rest and for us to be able to lie down in green grass or green pastures like Jesus is that shepherd. He is the good shepherd. And then in verse 40, it says, so they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties, taking the five loaves, the two fish, looking up to heaven. He gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to his disciples to distribute to the people. He also divided the two fish among them all. I think it's awesome how we see the disciples being part of this. I think it, for me, it like correlates to how, you know, God allowed them to be part of his plan. Like it's all up to God, right? It's all Jesus in this moment. This doesn't happen because the disciples did something really cool or because they were, you know, the ones who came up with this idea, but rather it's all Jesus. But the disciples still get to be part of that distribution, right? Jesus is the source. He gives to the disciples so that they can then in turn give to the people, right? All comes from Jesus. And we get to do that in the ministries that we get to be a part of ministering to others. Like Jesus allows us to be part of what he's doing. Um and we kind of see that here as the disciples are like passing out, right? They're they're passing out the food that Jesus is has provided. Um, so
1: so I got a question. <clears throat> um he says you give them something to eat. And they're mm-hmm. like what? Well who, who gave him something to eat? Right. Who Jesus physically did. gave them something to eat? The disciples did. Oh well, yeah,
0: yeah. It right. came from so Jesus. The he disciples came, He, it out. he yeah.
1: told them to do it, and they did it. But yeah. it was through him, right? Just like you said, it's through him that they did it. Yeah. And then you know later on they realize, oh my gosh, <laughs> he's the guy. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's the author of life. His words are oh my gosh, you know. So. I, I love it that the impossible command you give them something to eat came to fruition. It just yeah. came to life. There it was, yeah. and there now they're feeding ten thousand people with abundance of food. That's crazy, Yeah, yeah. and I mean, this is this is one of my favorite miracles. Yeah, for uh, sure. It's not the favorite. I mean, it's this is this is uh. Pretty significant. This is right up there with the raising of Lazarus to me. Yeah. Anyway, um. So, keep reading. Just keep reading.
0: Yeah, in verse forty-two, this is you know this is where it really kind of comes together. Is that they all ate and were satisfied. Satisfied. All ate and were satisfied. Yep. No one, no one left wanting more. They were all satisfied. Are you kidding me? That's crazy. <laughs> what
1: does that mean? I mean, that is they awesome. were all satisfied. You know what? We're about to hit it, but there were leftovers. Like yeah. and, and, and you would you would if you're a critic of miracles, you would mm-hmm. go, Well, a true miracle would be like there's not a drop left and everybody's satisfied. Yeah. What does it mean that there were leftovers? Right? Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a. <laughs> I know what it means, but it's a, it's a great question. So, they were all satisfied. So, anytime you look at bread in the Bible, it, it's talking about satisfaction, right? Uh, it's talking about being filled. Um, it's talking about um, not wanting anymore, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not needing anymore because you have bread. If you got bread, you're great. You're good. It's yeah. fine. And, you know, go back to the the Last Supper. He takes the bread and he breaks it and says, this is my body. What? Mm -hmm. So, So people who believe are satisfied. They're always satisfied. Yep. And when you're not satisfied and when everything's going awful, which happens all the time, inside... You're satisfied. Outside, you're not because everything's crappy. Yeah. But guess what? In your heart, you're satisfied. You're fine. You know why? Because you're gonna be raised up on the last day. That's why. Come on. You have hope. Come on. Yeah. yeah. I mean you have hope. I mean, mm-hmm. What in the world? <clears throat> how can? how do people survive without hope? I don't know.
0: Yeah. How yeah, yeah. Really? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So, here we are in a field, in a pasture with green grass. We're sitting down. Next thing you know, there's a bunch of fish and a bunch of bread sitting right in front of you. And you're kind of, at first, you're like freaking out because you're not going to get enough. So, you're scurrying to get it. Next thing you know, it doesn't run out. Next thing you know, everybody's chilling and just sitting around eating and talking because it ain't running out. Yeah what see that's jesus Mm -hmm. that's who that is it ain't running out and and like the woman like the woman who was begging for her child's life because her child was was possessed by a demon and jesus ain't even looking at her his back's to her and she says i even know that the crumb will be sufficient and he says you get it your daughter's healed Are you kidding me?
0: Mm.
1: He's the bread of life. Yeah, Like he said in John 6, I am the bread that came down from heaven. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, but I am the bread. I'm the manna. I'm the what is, right? But manna means in Hebrew, what is this? What is this? That's what it means. I am the what is this? People... People today are going. Who is this guy? Mm-hmm. Really? Who is this? He says, "I am. I am the." What is this? That's yep. who I am. Come on! Come on, man!
0: That's so good. Oh, thank so
1: oh, you. Anyway, yes. so <clears throat> it, it, I don't think it's a. I don't think it's about the number or the amount. all mm-hmm. right I don't think it's about that. I think it's about faithful obedience. Um, I, I think it's about our lives being broken by the master to be passed out by the, to the world.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's um, if you don't deny yourself and follow him, I don't, uh, I, you can't be broken up and passed out to the world. Um, right. When, when I think it's like, um, you've heard of this statement, Alex, you know, some of me died that day when something happened. Um, I think that that's a believer's life that during the course of a believer's life, something dies and and is passed on to something else like Mm -hmm. another believer or another person that needs the word. And then at the end we're raised up.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: You know, so part of denying yourself is giving yourself up. And and you as a believer, you're driven to do that. You're driven to do that. Like you're you're driven to hear that over and over. You feed them. Yeah. You feed them. And ourselves wants to fight that tooth and nail like no um, I don't have enough money to do that I, I, I don't have the resources to do that and all he's saying is you just give them the word mm. that's what it means like you give them the word yeah. like um, hey I am the, the, the way I am the truth and I am the life that's the word
0: Right. And and I think it comes down to, you know, simply just believing, not believing that you can do it in your own strength, but just believing that Jesus is enough, that Jesus is what you need to be able to fulfill that request or that calling that he's giving you and that he is enough for whoever it is that he's called you to share with. Um, Yeah. It's that this passage is, is incredibly encouraging and reminding us as, as Christians that, Hey, it, it doesn't matter what you have in your possession. It just matters that you have Jesus with you. Yep. And you can, you can do whatever he's called you to. Um. Even so much so that we see in verse 43 is that, and the disciples picked up twelve baskets with the broken pieces of bread and fish. Twelve baskets. So, so from five. five do you know how people.
1: long it took them? Think <clears throat> about it. How long did it take them, amongst ten thousand people, to to go around and pick up? And nobody was arguing with them because they were satisfied. They didn't want any more. They were fine, and they go around amongst these ten thousand people and pick up twelve basketfuls of leftovers. Yeah. So why why even pick up leftovers? I mean, do you, is it that you just don't leave miracle food on the ground? Is that what it is? I mean, what is it? Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, but we can't leave miracle food on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, don't be wasteful. Right?
0: Yeah,
1: uh, uh, even. To the point where I tell my kid all the time, pick up your trash, please.
0: Yeah. Even that.
1: Right. But it's more than that. It's way more than that. Why are there leftovers? Right. Why mm-hmm. would, why would Jesus even allow there to be leftovers? And then when he did, he said, go, go get it. Why? Yeah, Pick it up. Because of me and you, Alex. Yeah. Because of the, the Gentiles. <clears throat> right that mm-hmm. there were people outside of the Jewish community that were going to be saved and still are. That's good. That's good. All right. right. And, and he's the leftovers. Like yep. it doesn't matter. The crumb that falls off the table, who cares? Nobody's because it's going to be swept up, but guess what? The dog comes and gets it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, in that, in that exactly, it's the leftovers were in that moment to show that, Hey, I'm more than enough, you know, because like you like you mentioned a minute ago, the the person who critiques the miracle and says, well, how come he didn't just, you know, give just the perfect amount? Why did he have to have the leftovers? And I think it was just that to show that yep. yes, I've come for Israel, but also for the Gentiles. Right. Not just the Jew, but also for the Gentiles. I have enough for the Jews yep. to satisfy but then I have leftover and even more so that the Gentiles can now partake in as well.
1: So so, um, so the argument that um, um, uh, he should have just filled them and then have absolutely no leftovers, right. um, that actually the leftovers were proof that they did have enough. Does that yes. make sense? Yeah, it's it's proof that they had enough, right? And he says, Uh, you know what? Um, so five loaves for five thousand and twelve basketfuls of leftovers. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: What? So uh, that's what we know, right? We also know that Jesus is the bread of life, right? Yep, and we also know that the breaking, which which in Greek is, is means to divide in order to d- distribute. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what that breaking means. Like you, you're not going to break it for, for nothing. You're breaking right. it to give it out. Yeah. Right. So, so that represents the breaking of Jesus's body who is being punished for my sin, mm-hmm. my sin. Right. And we also know, he said, I'm the living bread that came down from heaven. So that's what this story is about. It's it's completely genius of God almighty. Right. That, that this happened. Um, of course in John, which is my favorite book of the Bible. This is one of the miracles that that John, one of the signs that John Mm -hmm. talks about. So, the next day in John, after this happens, they follow him to the other side of the lake. <clears throat> and they're like looking at him like, again, 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 <laughs> you know, can you do this again? Because we ain't been to McDonald's. And we're hungry. And Jesus says, You know what? Um, you're seeking me because you want to be fed again. But I have food that you don't know anything about. Um, I have food that leads to eternal life
0: mm.
1: and they're like what do we do what 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 do we do to get this food he said I just told you I, I, it's free <laughs> you don't have to you don't have to do anything to get this food yeah it's it's free and they're like I don't get it he's <laughs> I know you don't get it I know yeah. <laughs> I know but there are some among you who do get it, mm-hmm. and and, and will be fed forever, and will be raised on the last day. Come on, yeah. So, I don't know, man. And maybe that—I
0: just love this stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. And maybe that's someone listening now is—is is maybe you're starting to get it. Maybe you understand. Oh. So that's who Jesus is. So that's the source. He's the bread of life. Yep. And maybe that's starting to click for you. And if it is, you know, we'd love to talk with you about that. Or if you have more questions about this passage that we just walked through and about Jesus uh, in general, we'd love to talk with you through that and and help you to understand and answer any questions that you might have that we uh, may be able to provide some some clarity on feel free to reach out to us you can email us at info at hoperisingministries.cc or you can also find us on facebook at Hope Rising Ministries sc send us a message leave us a comment we'd love to hear from you and uh through those questions that you might be having um and also if if there's a prayer request or a need please reach out to us we'd love to kind of help to to do what we can there and um and get you plugged in as well with a a local church and uh, body and community of Christians around you. So uh, thank you as always for joining us. Thank you, Trey, for, you know, for um, being here and for sharing, always appreciate it, always enjoy enjoy it myself. So thank you very much. I love it. All right. Well, uh, thanks for the time, everyone. I hope to, you know, have you join us again next week and can't wait to do it again. Yep. Peace
1: out, peoples.